So hey guys, welcome to another episode of Digital Coach, where each week I speak to some of the fitness industry's experts and pioneers on their insights on how we can stay ahead of the trends and also start to embrace a digital offering. Today I'm joined by the amazing Lauren Troyer. She is the Senior Director of Product at ACE, which is the American Council on Exercise, has a huge amount of experience within the industry as a fitness professional as well and a rehab specialist, and also now looking at education and also through technology. So thank you for joining me, Lauren. How are you today? Oh, I'm great, Ben, and really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Good, good. So, I mean, obviously, I mentioned there that you're now the Senior Director of Product at ACE. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that role, um, first and foremost? Sure. Absolutely. Um, ACE is a nonprofit uh, certification and education company here in the United States. And, um, and I love my role here. It's a blast. We create education for fitness professionals and health coaches um, from GFIs, personal trainers, um, medical exercise specialists. And um, we create education that helps people serve their customer regardless of what their client needs are. Uh, very recently, uh, we've really dived deeply into the behavior change side of uh, the industry, which has been a fantastic learning experience, both for me uh, and for our professionals. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, so for, for some of the trainers that are watching this, um, if you're a UK-based and you maybe haven't come across a lot of the ACE education platform do check out especially the behavior change stuff um but obviously before that you know you you have been in the industry for quite a while right um so you know is a while. It background <laughs> rehab is that how you started kind of the rehab side of things or was it because obviously we met uh you know with more regards to i guess movement right through the right. motion but was it rehab that set you off into the fitness industry yeah, I started in athletics, actually, with um, as a certified athletic trainer is what it's called here in the United States. And um, the, that role is uh, doing uh, evaluation of injuries, rehabilitation of injuries, post-surgical rehabilitation uh, for athletes. So I started at a Division One university, uh, working with 20 different sports, and my primary role was rehabilitation of injuries, uh, oh, post-surgical okay. and post-injury. Yeah, so that's how yeah. I started out. Okay, cool. So we're now in the coronavirus epidemic, uh, pandemic. Um, you know, people have had to pivot overnight. How have you found um, kind of ACE certified professionals are coping and kind of what's the, what's the talk within the ACE community at the moment? You know, I've really been um, thrilled to see it. I'm so proud to see the quick adaptability uh, to this new situation and the desire for ACE certified professionals to continue to serve their clients mm -hmm. and to serve their health and their needs, uh, regardless of the fact that they can't get together in person. So it's been yeah. really awesome to see. Um, yeah. and, and at ACE, we've been doing our best to try to give them information and give them tools that they might not have previously been aware of so that they can continue to serve their customers. Yeah. Have you seen many that have really struggled? I mean, are they still struggling or, you know, what's the kind of feedback or what are they kind of asking ACE mostly for? Or is there not really a theme? You know, what's interesting. Um, I think the people we're hearing from the most are the people who have um, jumped up uh, and said, I need to shift and I need to make a change and I need to adapt to the situation. And I'm going to look to ACE for help. Um, the, I think the people who are struggling, and I know that they are out there, are doing so silently. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's always just so hard to know, uh, but that I think that's the, the truth of this situation. It's human nature. Um, it tends to be that people who are struggling uh, turn into themselves, um, yeah. maybe just into a few close friends and struggle, struggle silently. And I think, you know, that's not just true of fitness professionals today, but no. during this pandemic, I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's why kind of we put this channel together to kind of, um, you know, hopefully help and build some sort of two-way conversation because same here in the UK, you know, when speaking and looking at the communities, some people kind of had an online offering and now realize some of the value that they didn't actually think was so important before, you know, which is kind of like what we're talking about, the behavior change stuff is now really kind of what people are needing when their clients are stuck at home and some are just kind of freezing um and so <clears throat> that's interesting um are do you think that um you know with regards to the gyms then in, in the u.s or you know where you're based is is you know are, are many of the gyms kind of offering a digital offering or what's been kind of going on there yeah it's been fascinating to watch um most obviously the the smaller uh, companies are uh, able to pivot faster so uh, we've definitely seen some pivots, people jumping on to uh, different platforms to make sure that they're able to offer digital offerings as quickly as possible. We've seen uh, bigger ones that already had some sort of a digital offering, trying to leverage yeah. that. Um, many of them are just uh, giving their on-demand services away um, and struggling yeah. at how to monetize it is uh, what I'm yes. seeing in the bigger gym space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we'll get onto the monetizing things. Um, but you know, you mentioned behavior change. So that's kind of one of the things I definitely thought we could discuss. Um, because I mean, you may differ, but in, in opinion, but you know, some of the guys that are watching this may not have really even delved into behavior change yet. You know, do you want to kind of give us a bit more of an insight into what ACE have been trying to push out to the professionals? Sure. Absolutely. Um, Behavior change is uh, it's such an exceptional tool to coaches, um, whether you're in person or you're at a distance. Um, at a distance, it becomes more essential, just like you said. You have to be able to um, help people dig into their intrinsic motivation so that they stay on track on their own. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, everybody's seen all the memes that are out there where you know, everyone's joking about you know, uh, gaining uh, 10 pounds and, yeah. um, and sorry, I don't know what that is in kilos, but, um, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, but you know, it is, um, it, it's important to be able to make that connection, but even in person, uh, the behavior change connection means that you are understanding the values and the goals of the individual person that you're coaching, mm. understanding them at the deepest level to help them stay connected to those goals, even when you're not around. Yes, okay. And that is really just the key to, to reaching the goals, especially in the general population. Um, you know, athletes have, a, have already tapped into their intrinsic motivation, but for, especially in the general population. So at ACE, um, we've actually, uh, we launched a health coaching certification, um, gosh, probably, seven years ago or so, well before I got there. So yeah. I take zero credit for the innovation there. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, that certification at that time um, was really, uh, we're really on the, the leading edge. Mm. What it's, the industry has evolved into is that there's a, a health coaching job where, yeah. where your entire job, your entire job role is to coach people um, to change their behavior. 
But yeah. at least we've also created adjunct courses like our behavior change specialist and even smaller courses that help fitness professionals weave the behavior change concepts yes. into okay. the work that they do every single day uh, yeah. so that they can tap into that intrinsic motivation. So, I mean, for, for trainers that are now trying to deal with their clients um, that are obviously online or at a distance, um, kind of what would be, obviously there's a deeper level of knowledge, but you know, if someone watching this is really just doesn't know where to start, you know, they may actually be doing some sort of coaching already, right? So, I mean, what would you recommend could be a good start for them to kind of get going with just trying to understand what that means between being a coach and just obviously training someone absolutely um really there's there's a very simple way to begin in this direction and um and actually uh recently we had that same need at ace where we decided we need to help people to just yeah. dip their toe in the water um and uh and we created uh, what we've coined the mover method which is taking the, the simplest form of behavior change coaching and teaching people to apply it gotcha. so so what you're really looking at is um taking the time to ask open-ended questions. We call it the ABC approach. So you're asking open-ended questions and you're learning more about the individual. And these open-ended questions, um, of course, the definition of an open-ended question is it's not a yes or no answer. You cannot yeah. answer with a yes or no. Um, and when you're learning how to ask these questions, you catch yourself a lot because you get a yeah. yes or no answer and say, ah, that's not what I wanted. Um, <laughs> But when you get a yes or no answer, you can always say, tell me more. Yeah. Um, and the, the open-ended question really dives in. When you ask more and more open-ended questions, it really dives into understanding the person's why. Mm. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to become more active? Why is it important that you increase your upper body strength? Understanding mm. those things, because the reason for losing weight is rarely surface. Yes. There are deeper and deeper and deeper reasons. And, um, and when you really tap into those deeper reasons, you can help people stay connected to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the B is breaking down those barriers. So now what's in the way, what's in the way of you doing this, right? So there's two questions you ask. One is, has you ever been successful in reaching a goal like this before? Um, and if they have, what did you do to reach that goal? What made you successful in the past? And if you, they haven't, then you start to really dive into what are the barriers? What gets in the way? Yeah. Um, you know, in losing weight, it's, well, my husband brings home, you know, cookies from the grocery store. Okay, well, let's talk about that. How can we get your husband on board here? Yeah. Uh, so there are, there are ways to break down those barriers and work together. Um, and uh, the C is that constant collaboration um, in, in making sure that the goals that you're setting are not goals as a trainer. You say, okay, well, this is what you are going to do. You know, maybe that's not an hour workout. Maybe it's 30 minutes. So what is realistic for you? And when you mm. just break it down into those three simple things, you're already starting in a direction, in a path of um, autonomous change because that's what you're trying to elicit with behavior change yeah, no, is the I... other individuals autonomous desire to change. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it, when you make it sound like that, you know, it is pretty simple. And I guess when you, you know, as a trainer, that's kind of 
sat at home and maybe not knowing what to do out of the training side of things at the moment, you know, exactly that, you know, can you, can you drop your, your client a message on, on WhatsApp or whatever it might be, just starting to get, you know, some more information, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, you know, there's so many platforms to be able to connect uh, face-to-face, yeah. even when you're not face-to-face. And uh, that's the beauty of technology, uh, the advantages that we have today that, um, you know, the 1918 flu epidemic people didn't have, yeah. uh, right? Um, but we can connect with each other uh, through video platforms, through phone, through text mm-hmm. message. There's so many ways to stay connected to people that yeah. don't involve being in person. And I absolutely encourage people to just get out there and start asking questions. How yeah. can I help you? What are the things that you, uh, what are you thinking about right now? What, it, what are your goals for your health in the next week? Even just keeping it nice and tight and short during this pandemic, because you know a lot of people have been talking about, I don't even know what day it is. Time yes. doesn't matter anymore, right? It's just this complete loss of time and, and routine. So, you know, what are your goals for today? What are your goals for the next week? Um, you know, how can I support you? And, and maybe it's just like, hey, can you text me later and make sure that I actually did get up and go for that walk? Yes, yep. I can text you later and check in. So, Routine um, has been massive, right? I mean, I've got clients yeah. that, you know, are, are kind of worried about going back to the commute, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> You can absolutely. now do a meeting, you know, 15 minutes before you were supposed to. So... Definitely asking those questions, getting, you know, diving in and knowing your client more than you did yesterday, I guess, um, yeah, is a absolutely. good start. Yeah. Okay. Um, so before ACE, you know, one of your other roles was working at Gain, which is, uh, if I'm right, it's a digital kind of offering for personal training, right? Right. Um, absolutely. So you've obviously got experience with embracing technology and and the the digital offering um what did you kind of find there that that kind of has stayed with you i guess that you could share with people that are just about to start embracing a digital part to their business oh so much uh so much also has has um shifted and grown in that time again we were really um we were a little too much on the cutting edge of technology uh, right we were before people were really interested in looking at these uh, mobile programming platforms but but what was fantastic about, um, about my experience at GAIN, the GAIN platform, and what I'm seeing today is the ability to connect with people, connect with clients on an ongoing basis to support them between sessions. Mm-hmm. That um, you can even create a completely different model of your training. Um, And that was really what we were putting forward with GAIN, where you would meet in person um, potentially only one time a month. And all of the rest of the programming would come through the app to your client. And you would have messaging that was also within the app to your client so that you were able to keep in contact with them, change their workouts, update, um, kind of prod and poke at them to to Mm. make sure that they were staying consistent. and charge a little bit higher amount of money than you would normally um, for your time. So instead of um, charging hour for hour and being constrained by the number of hours you can serve other individuals, you're now monetizing your expertise at... um, by creating these programs and delivering them digitally. And, uh, and that full package, that full service is something that uh, very, especially busy clients, clients who you know, just didn't have time to 
um, make appointments where they got to the gym when they could get to the gym as opposed to on schedule. Uh, they really appreciated it. They really loved that kind of flexibility and loved having the expertise of a trainer as well. Um, yeah. And it was still also a little bit cheaper than seeing a trainer two or three times a week. Uh, so the trainer's making a little more money for their hourly, the client's paying less, um, and it was a real win-win. Uh, yeah. So did you do much on the surveying side of clients as well as trainers, or was it just co coaches? You bet. The, the model that we had was a marketplace model, so we, uh, we actually served both uh, the, the trainers and the clients. So mm -hmm. we, did, we did a lot of user testing, and we did it with all of, uh, all of our end users, is what you would call them in the, uh, yeah. in the digital space. But we, um, we did a lot of interviewing to make sure that we were creating a, um, a service and a package that, uh, that, that was um, easy to use, but also desirable. And what we found consistently, and what our theory was going into um, our testing with that, was the trainer matters. Um, a digital, and, and GAIN had started as a digital algorithm. Like, uh, you know, we'll just create an app that's a digital algorithm, and you download the app, and it'll tell you what to do. Uh, and they started that way. And what um, the reason for the pivot, and they brought me in uh, during the pivot, was that the trainer matters. Uh, the human interaction matters. That human, um, the individual touching base with somebody, um, actually talking to them, keeping them motivated, keeping them engaged, that matters. Yeah, we're and not going anywhere, guys. Personal we're not training. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I totally it's believe Completely that. true. Completely yeah. true. And um, and it did, and that was com that continued to be true. It was the individual person who mattered. And um, and truthfully, and this is something I've seen throughout my career, which as you gracefully said has been long, um, is that um, the best trainers out there, the absolute best trainers out there, first and foremost connect with people. They yeah. connect um, at, at a real deep level with people. And with that, through that connection, they create buy-in and they spark that intrinsic motivation. Secondarily, but also in, very important, they're excellent programmers. They are yeah. uh, fantastic. They're extremely knowledgeable. They keep things engaging and exciting and they keep at the top of their education game. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you, if I was to say, you know, the three top things is one, know how to engage with your client, know how to really, and if you're not natural at it, there are people who are not natural at engaging yeah. with other people. That's a learned skill. That's behavior yes, change, totally. right? Yeah. So learn the skills to engage deeply with your clients, um, continue your education, and then you know, stay at the top of your programming game so that your clients feel engaged every single time. Yeah. Did you find that the clients needed to train more or less? Or was there any kind of, because obviously this whole kind of consumer fitness, should we call it, where people just want to have it when they want to have it, you know, and, and how they want to have it. You know, some people want to go to the gym and see their trainer once a week and then they have a Peloton bike for Tuesdays and Thursdays and then they, you know, maybe want to do an app, a running guided app the other days, you know. So did you find that they um, were training, were there any kind of trends, I guess, with working with the trainer through the app? You know, I, I think that's an excellent question, and it was something that we were seeing um, even at that time. Um, the variety, people liked that variety. They liked to pick and choose, um, and that's one of the reasons they loved 
the platform that we were offering is that they mm -hmm. weren't committed and locked into two or three times a week with a trainer. Yeah. Um, but instead that was just one, one part of their workout regimen. And so the flexibility of having this workout program that they would follow when they would commit and they would say, yeah, you know what? I just need, um, you know, something for 30 minutes once or twice a week because then I'm going to, you know, jump into a spin class or I'm going to go for a run or whatever yeah. the other things were that they were balancing out. Um, which by the way is better for your overall health and it's better Seriously. for your body uh, over the long run. So that's fantastic. Um, but that was one of the reasons that it was so successful is it gave them mm -hmm. the opportunity to have that variety um, without yeah. being locked into the schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, with remote coach, we've seen the average session length um, is actually like 34 minutes, you know? Um, so we have spoken to a lot of trainers coming onto the, to the platform and looking at, you know, do I just mimic everyday life? I think, you know, what we've found is, yes, you obviously want to mimic that kind of building the rapport. But, you know, I think there is also um, room here as we go into this next kind of wave of fitness that people do want to have shorter workouts, maybe more frequent. Um, and, you know, getting that mindset around you're not actually going to need to be there in face to face all the time, but offering a, a 20 minute morning workout, you know, and then they do an hour with you on a Wednesday. So there's, there's huge opportunity, but I think, you know, you touched upon the education. Um, definitely, you know, we are moving into a space where the likes of Peloton and mirror and tonal and all these other offerings are using AI, um, to build on demand let's say fitness offerings, but like you said, you know, the fitness professionals, the personal trainers, um, we're still going to be there, but we need to obviously be better or, or continue to be better. Uh, so the education side is definitely something to look at. And for those of you that haven't seen, um, the baby change course, highly recommend it with ACE. Excellent. Um, but what about the, um, so with gain, and I, I spoke about this just before we started, I remember you saying, um, gosh, a few years ago now, but how, you've done some surveys on what people needed with regards to some clients needed some audio cues. Some people need visual cues. Can you just tell us a bit more about that as well? Oh, you bet. So really, um, this is, it's a lot about learning uh, and it comes, it's really based in learning and how people learn. So it depends on uh, what your, your client's base knowledge is, what their exercise history is. Um, and the exercise that you're trying to ask them to do. So if you're trying to ask them to do, um, say, a push-up, and we'll just use something simple, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, exercises all have different names for the same movement pattern, so yeah. we'll stick with the push-up yeah. uh, or a squat. Um, as you're trying to teach somebody this movement pattern, um, some people say, I know, I got a push-up, got it, yeah. done, check, and, and you watch them do it. Um, even through something like remote coach where you're video based mm. and they do a push up, and um, you're looking at them and you're like, yeah, you've got it. Um, but then there are other people who are like, they've, eh, they've not really done a push up or they've been doing it wrong for a very long time. I know we see that yeah. very frequently and your role is to teach them how to do it. You need to use a combination of that visual um, and um, the auditory cueing to help them to understand exactly what they're doing. And the third thing is kinesthetic. So they have to practice it. They can't just look at you doing it. Yeah. Um, but you'll, there's the demonstration and then there's, um, there's the audio, um, uh, the cueing. So you have yeah. to 
have those words to help them to understand. And you have to change up your words because mm -hmm. not everybody understands your words the same way. So one of the things that I learned over um, my years of personal training was a variety of different cues for the same movements. Um, and I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would listen to, to other trainers and I would be like, Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Or I mm. talked to different trainers. I'm like, you know, I'm having a really hard time teaching this person uh, to mm. get their shoulders down and back and down and back. Isn't working. You're like, no, you're not doing it. So, um, so helping people to, um, to understand things through the, the visual, through um, the cueing, the audio, the audio cueing, and then also uh, through your demonstration so that they, they're, or, I'm sorry, so through their kinesthetic learning yeah. so that they are, um, they're trying it and they're feeling yeah. it in their body. Uh, gotcha. Personal trainers especially tend to be kinesthetic learners. It's, I think, part yeah. of the reason that we like what we do uh, is that when we move and we do something, we're like, oh, I get it. Um, yeah. But, you know, even we feel like once we hear somebody talk about it, we understand movements at a deeper level. Sometimes we understand how to do them even better. So yeah, um, gotcha. you know, bringing okay. that in is important too. So really kind of try to work on, you know, if, if you're used to training someone and you're maybe queuing and demoing at the same time, which I know when I think about some trainers that work in the facilities here, you know, maybe obviously really focus on those queuing words and break it down maybe I guess a bit more yeah absolutely absolutely when you especially when you switch to that video platform um but this these the tools that that work um on video are the ones that we're doing in the gym too we just have to be more precise gotcha um and so um and again it's the best trainers are doing it already so mm -hmm. it's that here's my demonstration okay so note what pick two or three things that you want them to to really focus in on when you do your demonstration. So if you're doing your squat, notice that my, my hips go backwards before they go down. Uh, mm -hmm. Notice that my hips bend before my knees bend. See me doing that? Okay, now that's what I want you to do. Um, and it's just one or two things that you have them focus on. They do it and now you're going to see, oh, they're slouched forward, you know, forward around the shoulders. Your next cue is going to be like, this is great. Your hips and knees look great. Now we're going to focus on your spine. I want you to keep your spine long and, yeah. um, you know, and your head up. Make sure you're looking at the wall in front of you. Great hips and knees look great. And now your spine looks great. This yes. is perfect. Now continue. So it's all of those things together, but you're being very specific. Um, and making sure that in, uh, in your queuing, it's one or two things at a time, always one yeah. or two things at a time. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's overload. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess the last question from, from me for today would be, how do you see the future of you know, the fitness trainer, professional, and, and what we're talking about with regards to all of it, the behavior change, the technology? Do you kind of have, even if it's you know just your own view, you know, looking into the future. I love it. I love it. We all have our own view because nobody has any idea what's going to happen after this <laughs> pandemic. Uh, we have no clue. Um, and I'm intellectually curious. I am intellectually curious about what, where things will go. Um, in times of extreme change, innovation is always the leader. Uh, mm. So I think that what, you know, I believe that there are clients and there are trainers um, and there are uh, facilities who are going to jump on the digital services um, and 
the video coaching model and they're going to find that they love it and that they excel and um, that it is a wonderful model for them and it fits their lifestyle and it fits their yeah. needs and they're not going to go back because yeah. why would they when they have just been introduced to something that fits perfectly and they didn't even know it existed. Mm -hmm. um, there are, um, after any pandemic, people are going to be afraid to congregate and they're going to need service. And yes. we as professionals are going to have to reach out. We are going to have to adapt um, so that we can continue to serve them, even if they don't want to congregate in a gym. And to be honest, gyms, especially the big ones, do not have a wonderful reputation for being clean. So really, um, that's going to bite us in the long run. Um, the places that I think are going to do well are the studios, the smaller places where there's a more intimate community atmosphere, the places where people can't wait to get back to see um, the friendly faces, the friends, the, um, you know, just the, the place they call like a second home. Yeah. Um, and there's a trust there. There's a trust in the ownership or the, um, or the staff that it is going to be clean, that they do care, uh, mm. that they are going to make sure that it's safe for them. And I think those are the places that are going to, to thrive. Um, and I just, I think that there will be a shift towards behavior change. Um, we're already seeing it, but um, it becomes, as I said, much more essential when you're, when, uh, parts of your communication, which are the togetherness is yes. gone, then the verbal communication and the ability to connect with an individual at that deeper level um, isn't through eye contact as well. You don't see it in the video yeah. as well, right? So it needs to be through your words and it needs to be through um, uh, through the conversation at a deeper level. So um, when you're missing uh, what... Uh, here in California, especially in Southern California, they would call that energy, you know, the energetic connections, right, of, of the in-person, and that's gone. It really has to be through words, uh, and uh, behavior change offers professionals an ability to create that connection um, and a tool, a toolbox. Yes. Uh, to create that to, connection. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, um, so there will be change. I think the scariest thing for a lot of people is we don't know what that's going to look like. No, no idea, but, um, but it is so important for individuals to capitalize on the opportunity for change. Yeah. That really is yeah. essential. Um, and I guess just lastly, then where could some of the trainers listening to this see, um, some of these courses we've spoke about, is it just on the ACE website? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're www.acefitness.org. Uh, so it's yeah. A-C-E-F-I-T-N-E-S-S dot O-R-G. Um, so go there, uh, hit the education button and under there is where you'll find all of our online courses. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you for joining me, Lauren. Thank you. And I'll oh, speak to you soon. Thank you for having me. It was great, Ben. <laughs> I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks then. Bye.